This podcast is going out on August the 31st. We're one day away from September. The summer holidays are drawing to a close. It's time to focus on business. So what are you going to do in what could be or what usually is quite a lucrative autumn, both for the B2B and B2C sector? But times are different. We're facing different environments altogether now, but you can still do things to help you grow your sales. And that's what I want to share with you in this podcast. You're listening to the Better Presentations More Sales podcast with Trevor Lee. Tune in each week for top tips and ideas to deliver in-person and online presentations, demos, sales pitches and webinars that will help grow your sales. And now, here's your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome everybody, this is Trevor Lee and this is episode 128 of Better Presentations, More Sales. Welcome to the podcast, it is nearly September. Well, by the time you listen to this, I think it will be September. So, what's going on? What are you planning to do to help you grow sales in difficult trading conditions when, you know, things aren't what they used to be? You know, people would say things like, you know, a lot of businesses are saying, well, we're hoping things will pick up, we hope to have a good autumn, we hope to do okay, I hope you like my proposal, that sort of thing. So here's a few ideas, eight of them, in fact, to take some of the hope out of the equation so that you can go into this part of the the year feeling more confident with more things going on. But it does mean you've got to be proactive because I think if you just continue to do what you're doing at the moment or you're continuing to do what you were doing back in you know January, February, March before the pandemic, then I think you might find life a little tough. So hopefully you're listening to this podcast and you're being inspired to make changes and do things differently. So here's here's eight things. Now, some of these I've mentioned in other podcasts. So this is a bit of a summary of some of those as well, but maybe a few new ideas in there uh, along the way as well. So here we go. Eight things for you to do in September. Right. Number one, sacrifice the fancy banners. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, have a look at your website. Have a look what your website looks like when you open it up on any screen and see what people see first or at the top. Okay, now chances are if you've had a new website in the last two or three years, you will have some fancy banners at the top. Lovely pictures, you know, going over, a little slider as I think it's called. But what is that slider actually doing for your business right now? Is it just looking pretty or is it really driving people your way? I suspect the answer is it's looking pretty. So... Get rid of the fancy banners right now and make sure that right at the top of your website is a key message about what you are going to give me to help me with my business right now, which makes me interested then in buying from you. So make that space. It's a key space. So you've got to make it work hard, I think. Now, if you're a website designer listening to this, you're going to go, oh, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, I think you can. You know, websites are only there, let's face it, to help drive sales. And we know that increasingly people are doing their research before they make any buying decisions. So do people really want to sit through your lovely pretty banners or do they just want to get cut to the chase and find out what it is you offer and why they will benefit from it and therefore why they'll be interested? 
So within that website context, also look at what is trending in your sector at the moment. What have your, which of your products is likely to be your, or services are likely to be your best sellers right now, given A, the time of year and B, the circumstances we find ourselves in. Because those are the things you need to have right as soon as I open your website, bang, there they are. Okay, those are the things I need to see as a potential customer. So if you haven't done anything to your website for a while, if it's still the same as it was pretty much when you bought it, okay, in the last year or so or two years or three years, then I suggest you do something about it now. Make your website work harder for you during this autumn. Right, that's number one. Number two is don't forget to respond quickly. Now, any of you who listened to an earlier episode of this podcast will have come, you know, the one I did much earlier with Nicholas Vandenberg when he was talking about responding quickly. It can make such a big difference. He said that 80%, I think it was 80%, of the people who respond first are more likely to get the business. So if, if I send out three emails looking for a web designer, okay, if you're the one who responds first, your chances of winning my business are significantly greater. So respond quickly. But as a byproduct of this, you've got to respond really well, really positively. So just check. If I make a call to your company or I send you an email or I send you a direct message, who in your organization responds to that? Is it your best customer person? Because I think it should be. I think it needs to be your best customer person who picks up the phone, who, you know, del- who responds to those emails. Because, again, you know, I'm, I've, I've done the research probably. I'm taking the time to call you. I want to make sure that you're really on top of this. You've got to give me a really excellent first impression right now. Because if there's any doubt in that first impression, that response, you know, that initial response from you to me, then, you know, that's not going to be helpful. So respond quickly, respond positively. Right, number, f- number three is don't just take an order. Yeah, I mean, it's great if people want to book things through you, want to buy your products or want to buy your services. But, you know, use that opportunity to ask a couple more questions about other things that are going on in the business. You know, people coming to you and placing that order, you know, especially if they do it on the phone, what a brilliant opportunity. You know, it's the, it's the equivalent of, is there anything else I can do for you today line? Now, I'm not suggesting you use that. That's the corporate, all the corporates use that line, don't they? If you, I just renewed my breakdown membership and anything else I can do for you today, sir? <laughs> so, Make it a bit more personal, a bit more interesting than that. But just ask some casual, conversational questions about their business and what's going on and just find a way of talking to them about another opportunity. Again, and that's a good reason for making sure that the people who are taking your orders are also thinking they're not just an admin person taking orders. Okay, because that, you know, having that contact is really, really valuable. So, again, get your best customer people onto taking those orders for you. So, that's number three. Number four, well, call key customers. If you listen to last week's podcast with Alex Goldfain talking about five minute selling, his message was very simple, wasn't it? it? Talk to your customers. Even if you just, you know, allocate, you know, the five minutes a day that he talked about to ring some of your key customers and just find out how they're doing. And I think it's a really good point. Because, you know, key customers right now, you know, if they are key customers, that means they're buying stuff from you, which means they, you know, they trust you, don't they? They may not always like you or they may, and they probably, you know, do feel as though they know you. But right now, you know, they are buying from you. So 
Find out what's going on with them. Ask them those questions. Have that conversation. Be proactive with your regular customers because you never know. They might end up buying more stuff from you. There's a better chance that they're going to buy from you maybe than somebody you've never, you know, doesn't even know you exist. So key customers, great source of new revenue, great source of information. Make the most of them, okay? Number five is make sure you follow up on your proposals, all your sales proposals, okay? So how many sales proposals have you got out there at the moment that you're just waiting for someone to come back to you for? So get onto them, okay? And don't do it by email because email is just too easy to ignore. So if you sent me a sales proposal and then you follow it up and you say, Oh, did you get my email? Well, chances are I'm not gonna I'm not gonna respond to you. So don't do that. Give me a call. Give me a proper phone call. Or video me, you know, send me a you know, try and fix up a video call with me, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, that is part of what we have to do now. We've got to use technology to our advantage. So if you've not yet got used to using video calls, if you're particularly in the B2B sector, you need to nail that now because that's the expectation. All right, so get those skills. You should have got them by now, but if you haven't got them by now, then get them, all right, because it's never too late to keep using this technology. It's the way things are going. It's the expectation. And if you, you know, this is kind of number six is, is you know, get learning and get used to that technology because if you want to make that call with me and you're faffing around, you don't know what you're doing on Zoom or Teams or whatever it is, then it's going to look unprofessional, And most of us have now been using this technology at least for the last five months. So, you know, come on, if you're still saying, oh, I don't need to learn how to do that, you're wrong. You do need to learn how to do that. Otherwise, you'll get left behind. All right. Not only as a as a company, but, you know, potentially you listen to this as an individual. So, you know, get slick with the technology. It will make a difference. Oh, and top tip, get yourself a virtual background sorted if you're talking to a potential customer. All right. If I'm a potential customer, I don't want to be looking at your bed or your bookshelves or your kitchen. All right. I want to be seeing something that's just you and a virtual background. All right. It's more professional. And if that means, you know, having a virtual background of somebody else's office that you can download very easily. But again, get get that sorted. All right. Because it will make a difference. Okay. (laughs) Right. This sounds like I'm banging the drum a bit now, doesn't it? I'm looking around for a drum to bang. (laughs) Right. That was number six. Okay, number seven is your marketing activity, right? One of my favorite, and this is kind of linked to number one, I suppose, about the fancy banners. But, yeah, you know, you've got to focus on, on, you know, make sure your autumn marketing is going to really work for you as best you can. And that means it needs to focus on the products and services that you've highlighted because you've put them now at the top of your website, the ones that are most likely to sell for you this autumn, all right? That's where your marketing investment needs to go. And, you know, and make sure also you give your marketing an edge because if you just do what everybody else is doing, then it's nothing's going to happen. You know, it's people are just going to see it as the same as everybody else. So if you can include a bit of interest in video or you've got some, you know, dynamic images or you've got some strong headlines, then, you know, make it work for you. I think, I think in, I don't know, I just feel as though in the digital age of marketing, we've got less creative and we feel as though we just have to put stuff out there and it will work. So, you know, there's tons of people who are really good at copywriting. You know, don't underestimate how important they are to your business. It's well worth talking to them and, and hiring them in to help you. The same with design, you know, talk to design, but be proactive with designers, you know, 
designers are, you know, again, you know, some great things that they produce, but they have to work. They have to be creative, not just pretty you know they have to be innovative and and you know an original and we all know don't we because you know you just look at youtube or linkedin or whatever you or facebook and you see th- certain things that are shared thousands of times and it's usually videos isn't it and it's usually videos that are creative or funny <laughs> uh, so what can you do you know to do that with your own marketing so here's a little mnemonic for you okay uh, it's iada A-I-D-A. Now, my friend David Bone, David and I have a, a, uh, we sort of help each other, coach each other with our businesses. And we we have a a call every two or three weeks on a first thing on a Friday morning. And David's been talking to me about IADA for a while. And and actually, it's something that I remember when I first started my first sales job in newspaper advertising about 100 years ago. That's exactly the the mnemonic that we used. A-I-D-A. Attention interest, desire, action. And it still applies today to your marketing activity. It's got to get attention. It's then got to create some interest. It's then got to create a desire to want to do something. And finally, the action, it create, you know, makes you actually do something. Because, you know, you can have a love, you know, kind of very funny video gets attention, but will it turn into action? So just test all your marketing activity, you know, your social media posts, everything that you're doing. Is it following that mnemonic? Is it going to work? All right. Because it's no good kidding yourself. We often kid ourselves and think, oh, because we like it. And because we like the person who's done it for us, that actually it must be successful. Well, not always it is successful, is it? There we go. So that's that one. And finally, don't forget LinkedIn if you're working in the business to business sector, you know, I listen to a lot of other podcasts in the business-to-business sector and people talk a lot about LinkedIn still. There's still a great opportunity in LinkedIn to make connections in particular. You know, find people, do some research, gain some knowledge and get some promo for, pro, profile, promotion for yourself and your company. But, but remember, LinkedIn is more of a personal thing. So company posts are okay, but they don't often get a lot of traction. It's more an individual thing. And remember, I think I mentioned this in a podcast earlier, but there's a, a, a social media guru, Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'm sure some of you will have heard of. And I remember listening to Gary on a podcast, somebody else's podcast, or oh, probably a few months ago now. But he said, if you're going to comment on LinkedIn or share on LinkedIn or any social media platform, make sure yours is the best comment. So don't just put, oh, great, or oh, that's a lovely idea. Thanks, Frank. You know, just put something really useful in there that other people in that chain will then see. And your profile will be raised then amongst a lot of the other people who are making comments. I mean, clearly some posts get far too many comments and it all gets a bit, you know, a bit to and fro and a bit nasty sometimes and all that. Well, you know, try and avoid getting involved in those. And check your LinkedIn profile as well. <laughs> you know, I you've got a, have you got a nice background picture? Have you got a good up to date head and shoulders picture? Have you got a professional headline? Okay, and what I mean by that is, as the LinkedIn gurus would say, a proper professional headline. It's like a mini elevator pitch, which says in 120 characters what you actually bring to the table. It is not your job title and who you work for. That's the default one. That's where you don't bother to do your own professional headline, and all it does is pick up from your profile where you're working at the moment. All right. So what's the point of that? People can find that out easily. What you need to tell them. What you need. You know. Again, attention, interest, desire, action. All right. So that professional headline is 120 characters to get someone interested in working with you. 
I'm not sure unless you're the CEO of Shell or you're, you know, the founder of Tesla or something that your your professional headlines are really going to stand out if you are, you know, X person in this job title working for this company. All right, because everybody else's looks like that. So make yours stand out. Right, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I hope that's given you some motivation for September. All right, so don't let, you know, get, again, the theme of today was don't just hope, do stuff. You know, take the hope out the equation if you can. So be proactive, make it happen. Don't wait for it to happen. Get out there and make it happen. Because in your market sector, there will be people who will want to make it happen and they will get ahead of you. There are others who will sit back and do nothing and just wait for it and hope it happens and you can get ahead of them. So there you go. It depends what you want, isn't it, really? How, how busy do you want to be in September and October and November? You know, and how proactive do you want to be? And at the end of that period, as you get through the end of autumn, if you sit back and say, oh, well, you know, it's been really tough, then you've got to say, well, what have we done? What have we done to make it, you know, make it happen? And now, if you need some help to make it happen, then do get in touch. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you grow your sales, challenge what you're doing in that area, and also improve the way you present your sales pitches, your sales demos, your sales proposals, all that sort of stuff. So do get in touch. Uh, you, know, con- you know, Connect with me on LinkedIn or just send me an email, trevor at trevorleemedia.co. UK. I will respond quickly. I will respond positively. <laughs> and if I send you a proposal, I'll follow it up. <laughs> okay. So I hope that's useful, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for listening. Um, now, next on next week's show, I have a great guest called Chris Kenny. And uh, Chris is a sales master from the US of A. And uh, Chris is going to be sharing some great tips and ideas. So make sure you tune into that. And do, if you're new to the podcast, then do check out the previous 126 episodes of some great guests in recent times. And if you like the podcast, then please do leave a review. That would be absolutely great. Right. Thanks for listening. Uh, enjoy September, October and November. Make it happen for you. See you next week. Bye.